Y'all already know who we are. I'm Sam. And I'm MK. And this is East Coast Haunts. That was just a little shout out to anyone who's on Topher Talk. I am so deep on Topher Talk. For those who are not familiar, it's just like this little kid on TikTok. <laughs> and it just became a meme over the Christmas holiday. It's so funny. Well, maybe I'll like post one on our Instagram because so, it's literally hilarious. Yeah, because... I'm not doing it justice, but it's really funny. I think you did a great job with that. Thank I you. Really I've been practicing. <laughs> it's been a while, and I'm very excited to be back. Let's get back. I know. Well, the last episode we recorded was before Christmas. Yeah. So how was your Christmas? <gasps> My Christmas, um, it was great. I got. I had a really bad stomach bug, as oh, you know. Yes, I won't I go into details. Um, but otherwise it was great. I had a lot of fun with my family. Our theme, we had a themed Christmas this year. Yes. Uh, it was colonial Christmas. So my mom bought us colonial nightgowns to wear. So (laughs) me and my adult, adult sisters, all three of us wore colonial outfits, um, to bed on Christmas Eve. As you should. Yes. Um, so it was super fun. I had a great time and I feel nice and refreshed and like, excited for 2023 very nice what about you i had a lovely christmas every christmas eve we go over to my other cousin's house yes. on the other side of the family i'll try not to get jealous i know don't get je- don't get too jealous but um we do like we're italian but we like like italian american yes you know straight and, off the boat <laughs> and so we do like a very much so modernized version of the seven fishes. So we'll do like... So it's like you. there's seven different courses of seafood, correct? Yes, but it's not... We don't really do like seven different courses. We do like seven different like quote-unquote fishes for like appetizers. Oh, so cute. there's like calamari and like mussels and like... Like tapas or Yeah, whatever. it's like little baby snackeroos. I really like that. That's cute. It's... Very delicious. I wish I was Italian so I could do that. Oh, well, you know us Italians. The the Irish don't really do anything fun. Stop. Okay, so I usually kind of, like, forget that I'm Irish. Yeah. Or, like, not to, like, diss any of our Irish listeners, but I do feel like when I'm naming my other heritages, like, we celebrate those more than our Irish side. So we're, like, Polish, Italian... And those are, like, our main the two. Main ones, yeah. And then we're, like, a little bit French and a little bit Irish. But I was telling you that I watched this series over the oh, yeah. break on Apple TV. It's called Bad Sisters, and it's set in Ireland. And now I'm, like, maybe I should start embracing my Irish side. Because... There is some really good... I mean, like, I would love to go to Ireland one day. And also, like, their food is good. Like, the chef gets pie. Listen, I would love to go to Ireland, especially after watching this series. It is a gorgeous... And I like love their accents. I love Irish accents. I love the morning. Yeah, there's something. See, I can't do an Irish accent, but there's something about it. Yeah, that just sounds. Maybe like 2023 is the year that we get in touch with our Irish heritage. You know what? Irish. Irish. I, can't do it. <laughs> I, can't do it. I don't know what that. We'll work on that. <laughs> Maybe it's time for St. Patrick's Day. Yes. <laughs> we got anyway, what was your favorite Christmas gift you got? My favorite gift was from my parents, and it was a, it's a very pretty silver necklace that I've been wanting for a while. It is beautiful. Thank you very much. It is um, gorgeous. Because when I, when I have a 
necklace, I just like to wear it like 24-7. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wanted to get one that wasn't going to like rust or anything. Yeah, yeah. like a good quality. Exactly. And so, it is gorgeous. Thank you. I put it on on Christmas night and I have not taken it off. So going strong yes, two that's weeks later. my favorite. And what about you? My favorite, which we're both going to benefit from, mm-hmm. is my mom is a very good like shopper. So she always has like tons of luck in like TJ Maxx and Home Goods. Yes, and the she, motherland, which is so impressive to me because like TJ Maxx Home Goods are always kind of like a hit or miss for me. Yeah, agreed. But my mom knows how to find the good stuff. So like just in Home Goods, she put together like this beautiful bar cart. It's with, so like, pretty. Like this gorgeous cart, and then also she got me like these gorgeous like iridescent wine glasses and like shot glasses and like a little like the whole cocktail shebang. mixer yeah. it is adorable it's like a whole setup it's and so nice there's like a little sign that goes above it it is really very cute and I it's gonna be we're it. pretty sure we're gonna put it like so it's the first thing you see when you walk into our apartment it catches your eye and it's gonna be awesome i'm so excited to get it here i know so should we get into today's episode i think we should okay today is like a kind of a fun episode because we're not focusing on, like, one specific place, but we're doing, like, a mishmash of a couple different things. Yes. Today, we are talking about different East Coast colleges that happen to be haunted. So, Sam, where did you go to college? I went to St. Joseph's University mm. in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mary-Kate, where did you go? I went to Villanova University, which is, like... I would say in Philadelphia, but I know it's a very polarizing topic, so I'll just say... Near Philadelphia. Yes. We were like 20 minutes apart from each other in college. I graduated in 2021. And I graduated in 2022. So we were in the same area for like three years. We both loved college. Yes. We were actually just talking about... The good old days. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's... They do say it's it's the best day of your... Best days of your life. And like... I'm hoping those weren't the best days. I would like to think that my best days I'd like to think that I haven't peaked yet. Yes, but, <laughs> but they were super fun. Oh, I had like one of the best compliments that one of my sisters ever gave me. And I don't even know if it's like a compliment, but she was like, I guess it is. But she was it's like. Backhanded. No, it was like, she was like, <laughs> she was like, you had like such a like classic college experience. Oh yeah, that's So I was like, that is like so because I feel like I did even like you both did. of ours got cut short by the pandemic yeah I feel like we both made the most, the most out of, of our college yes. yes it was so fun it was I had a great college um was, was Villanova fun. haunted at all um they say there's like a graveyard on Ooh. site so it wouldn't shock me if there were they do say that like St. Mary's which is on west campus which is where I lived for three years they say that that's haunted okay um, because there's like, this is so weird, but there was like an urban legend that there were like these tunnels underneath the chapel there. Ooh. And then I had a friend that literally like, not broken, but like snuck into the chapel after, after hours and found like the tunnels underneath. So oh, it was wow. like not, it was an urban legend come true. Wow. Okay. That's terrifying. Yeah. Very scary. Um, I don't really think we had any, but there was a um, a place that I would always pass on the, my way to this one class, and it was a um, it was dor- a dorm, and it, but it had been like a convent or something before, and they said it was haunted, but okay, like nothing, That's, nothing substantial. <laughs> there was okay two things about Villanova really quickly before we get into it, but 
there was this one building on Villanova's campus called Tolentine Hall, mm-hmm. and it was, like, very old. Like, everyone hated it because if you had class on the fourth floor, you had to go up, like, five flights oh, of yeah, stairs. And they were, like, the worst stairs ever. Like, I, yeah. I like to think that I'm, like, in decent shape, and... These were it, these it, gave you a run for your money. I hadn't eat thirty up there. My like oh yeah, that's year. mean. That's so mean. It was so mean, but um. Anyways, but there was like always this one room in like the top floor that I never knew why, but it was always like lit up red, and you can see into it, it's and it like was sensual. very creepy. But overall, like the scariest thing about Villanova was their freshman rooming situation. Ah, uh, like, yeah. Forced triples. I remember that when you were in a forced triple. Oh. I loved both of my roommates, but it was. But it was I a mean, tough. That's rough. It's a tough way to live. Yeah. But now they fixed it because the fire marshal came in and they were like, "You can't have that many people in a building." And Leave like, it to the what? fire marshal. <laughs> and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> the year after we left, or yeah, the no, year after have, freshman year, they couldn't have come. A little bit sooner. sooner. Anyway, do you want to start us off with your first college? Yes, I would love to start off. Yay! All right, I am going to start with Smith College. Mm. Have you heard of it? I have not, actually. So it is, by many people, known as the most haunted campus in America. So there's tons of hauntings here. It's also the largest women's college in America. Oh, so it's all girls? All girls, yes, all girls. It's located in Northampton, or Northampton, Massachusetts. You know we love our all-girls schools. We we both went to all-girls <laughs> high schools. Um, and I think I think a couple, at least one girl from my grade in high school ended up going here for college. I'm sure someone from my class did yeah. too. Um, it's a really great school. It was, uh, it's private and it's liberal arts. Uh, Very nice. And it was founded in 1871 by a philanthropist named Sophia Smith. And it officially opens in 1875. She girl it. I know, kind of cool, right? Yeah, a lot of... Well, I mean, actually, I guess it makes sense for an all-girls college to be founded by a girl. But, but back then, it's still pretty cool, right? It is still very impressive. Um, Smith College is pretty competitive to get into. Its acceptance rate is 30% from what okay. I could find. So it's, it's not an easy school to get into. And apparently, it is haunted by at least 10 ghosts and Ooh. possibly more. So I'm just going to focus on two places today but there are plenty of other uh spooky stories from smith so if you guys want to hear more we can maybe do another episode hell yeah so we're going to begin with the talbot house which was built in 1909 it was originally part of a different private school but then it became part of smith college when they acquired the property in 1921 so now uh the talbot house is a residence hall where students live very nice yes And if you look at pictures of it, it's very pretty. So Talbot holds 80 students, and it seems like a really fun place to live. I was kind of doing a little bit of research, and according to the Smith by Smithy's Tumblr, which is like a (laughs) Tumblr page where people who go to Smith can like talk about their experience. I did not know that Tumblr still exists. Yes, I know. I know. Um, But according to their Tumblr, the house mascot for Talbot is a moose. Um, and they have, like, a, a big, like, stuffed moose head there or something. <laughs> I know. And they host annual sleepovers for, like, all the girls. I mean, I guess every day is, like, a sleepover. But that's kind of fun, They host though. annual sleepovers, and they have mattress surfing, where they, like, surf their mattresses <gasps> down the stairs. Like Princess Diaries? Yes. And they have a viewing of mean girls every year during okay, the sleepover. Okay, that... 
that it sounds so, so fun. Much fun and also the fact that it's like a smaller community is awesome like yeah because i know for us it was like the different like floors and stuff but like having one giant house with 80 girls like that kind of sounds fun that sounds so fun it's like one big like sorority yeah exactly yeah. but probably like without way having to pay extra chill yeah. yeah but no way way more chill yeah exactly so the ghost that is said to inhabit the talbot house is a little boy named Thomas. There's always a little boy ghost, it's isn't there? Always. So I, I got a few of my own. Yeah, right? So I could only find information about him on one website. And like some of the information didn't really match up because it was saying that what happened to Thomas happened like in the 1800s, but the Talbot house wasn't built until 1909. Well, so, maybe it's still like on the ground. Yeah, I was going to say there's either a discrepancy or yeah, it's, it, it's maybe they knock it down and build another house but either way people say that a little boy named thomas haunts the talbot house uh apparently he was a kid who was on the huskier side and he attended the school that owned the talbot house before smith did okay so back when the talbot house was a like a school i think it was for like young kids yeah um, gotcha. he attended that school so since he was on the huskier side and children can be very cruel he was sometimes bullied And one day he was playing hide and seek with some of the other kids and two of the boys suggested that the attic would be a great spot for him to hide. So he's like, okay, he goes up, gets in the attic, like gets into his little hiding spot. And as soon as he's in the attic hiding himself, the two boys lock the door from the outside and left. No. I know, which is like, if this is a true story that it's so sad. This, you know what this reminds me of? What? Is The Sixth Sense. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Where he, like, gets invited to the birthday party and he's, like, so excited because oh, he never yes. gets invited to, like, anything. And then they lock him in the attic yes. with, like, the ghost. Oh, totally that yeah, that, so you're right. Sad. That is exactly what it's like. So, apparently, no one found him for a couple days. By the time they found him, he had died. No! I know. I'm, I mean, this one sounds like very ghost story-y, though, so I'm kind of hoping it does. it's just a ghost story. Because it would be, if not, it's tragic. Um, anyway, it said that his body was found a few days later, and girls who live in the Talbot house now claim that they can still hear footsteps in the attic sometimes. Ooh. Um, but obviously, it's it seems like there's there's no bad spirits there. Yeah. If anything, it's just a little boy. Little baby. Um. But there's not a ton of information on him out there. I was looking, I was like scouring and I found someone had done like a comic of him um, for like a Smith newspaper or something, which I thought was cute. Like they kind of turned him into a comic character. Yeah. That is really cute. So I thought that one was fun and cute, but also sad. I guess not fun. But anyway. um, Now we're going to go to the Sessions house, which is another uh, building on campus. It's actually the oldest building on the entire campus. It dates back to 1710. Whoa. Yeah, so hundreds and hundreds of years old. It was originally built for Captain Jonathan Hunt and his family, and it's a residence hall now, just like the Talbot House is, and up to 52 girls can live there at a time now. So smaller, fits less girls, but um, still a popular place to live on campus. The house has a really famous staircase, and that's actually the area that is said to be haunted, and the staircase was originally built to be a secret passageway used by the Hunt family as a place to hide when Native Americans would come and try to reclaim their land. Because Ooh. obviously the Hunts had stolen this land from them. Shocking. And then I guess when the Native Americans would 
come and try to be like, can you give us our land back? They would hide in the staircase. So, isn't that so weird? That is, like, why not make a panic room? You know? This is their like panic room. Yeah. yeah, but, like, why a staircase? I don't... Because it was a secret staircase. I guess. I don't know. A secret passage. I know. I was so extra. The dramatics. <laughs> the drama. I'm like, okay. Um, and apparently, it also might have been used during the Civil War as part of the Underground Railroad, but that's not confirmed. Ooh. Yeah, so, like, I guess for hiding people when they were... Yeah, I guess that makes the Underground sense. Railroad, so that's kind of yeah. cool, right? That is neat. Very cool. So, why is this building haunted? I don't know. Tell me. Well, according to legend, the secret staircase that was used by Jonathan Hunt uh, and his family to hide, years later, Lucy, who is his granddaughter, so Lucy Hunt, Aww. and her lover, whoa, who Lucy. was... It was a little bit of a scandal. Her and her lover would meet there. <gasps> and why did they have to hide their love, right? Like, you must be wondering this. No. Because her love, named Johnny Burgoyne, unfortunate last name. Burgoyne. He was a redcoat, a.k.a. on Britain's team in the Revolutionary War. No, not that. Yes, so she was, like, a colonist slash an American, and he was a British soldier. So why? It's like Romeo and Juliet kind of. The you know? star-crossed lovers. Exactly. And apparently Johnny, the soldier, was being held captive in the house. Um, and I guess that's how they met. So that's kind of interesting. Oh my god. So, uh... <laughs> what a meet you. I know! So like he was being held captive in the house. And it does make you wonder, like, did he actually like her or was he just trying to get out of there? Right? I feel like if I were Lucy in this relationship, that would, like, nag me for the rest yes, of my life. I'd be like, does exactly. he actually love me? Well, I think the answer is no, because apparently oh. after the war, Johnny ghosted Lucy. No pun no. intended. Um, because, I don't know, there, there was really, there's no, there was no reason, but he apparently ghosted her and just didn't come back for her after the war ended. Okay. Not sure how he got out of the house, but whatever. Um, and despite them obviously not ending up together in the end... Apparently, both ghosts wander through the house looking for each other now and are often seen, like, the stairway... Or are said to, like, hang out on the stairway still. Interesting. And the house has since been renovated, and so the hidden staircase is now, like, even harder to find. Like, it's really hard for people to find. But every Halloween, the students have a tradition of trying to find the hidden staircase, which is kind of fun. How do they know that it still exists? That's a good question. I don't think think they do know. Yeah. Interesting. So that one's kind of, I just thought that one was funny because it's like, yeah, they're star-crossed lovers, but then they like seem to have broken up. So it's like, why would you both end up with your ex like, like in the afterlife? <laughs> like that kind of sucks. <laughs> have you ever seen those TikToks? Which I know this is like the second time that we're referencing TikTok on this episode, okay. so I'm sure the listeners can deduce that we are both yes. addicted to TikTok. Correct. But um, <laughs> have you ever seen those TikToks that are like? couples from rom-coms and like if i thought if i think they like stayed together yes. afterwards that's what that reminds that's like me this. of yeah. and also if you look up the name um johnny burgoyne he really was a soldier in the revolutionary war and um like i thought it was gonna have stuff about like the, his ghost story but it was really just saying how he was like one of he took like one of the biggest L's as the kids say <laughs> during the like he was like one of the people that like caused them to like lose the war against <laughs> america <laughs> which is so funny Lucy could have done better. I know. Well, it looks like someone moved on. I don't know which of them broke up with who, but 
that's the tea on that. Tragedy. Um, so those are just two of the stories behind Smith College's haunted campus, but there are plenty more. But that's what I'm going to leave you with. For okay. Now. It's I I like how we're we're going to focus on mostly like singular ghost stories from here for the most part so my first college that i'm gonna cover is actually one where i applied and i was considering going and sam you and i actually toured this college together that i know know. it is do you know it's got to be fordham it is fordham university also in my like top three that's so funny yeah so i actually did almost like i i very heavily considered going here. It's so pretty. It is gorgeous. So and there's two campuses. Which yes. one are you talking about? So Fordham is split up into two separate campuses in New York City. So there's Rose Hill, which is in the Bronx. Right. And that's like the more haunted one. Okay, yeah. And then Lincoln Center, which is in like smack dab in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah, it's like really not even a campus. No, it's really not. It looks, it's like more so like a couple of buildings. Exactly. Yes. So let's go over some facts about the university um it was founded by john hughes in 1841 okay it has about seventeen thousand students the acceptance rate is 53 percent also while we're pot sorry i think my, my bc your bc all right that'll be the acceptance rate is about 43 percent and i did want to go over like some fun facts about fordham because it is like very much so featured in popular culture and there's some fun like notable alumni oh so let's go over some of them so dwight d eisenhower oh wow was one andrew cuomo who's the governor of new york i actually think i know another one but i think you're probably gonna say who didn't trump go yes trump did go there for two years and then he transferred to i think upenn okay um Lana Del Rey went there. No way! Yeah. Uh, who else? Michael Kay, who was a sports broadcaster for the Yankees. Wow. Vince Lombardi, who's like a Hall of Famer, and he, like, the Lombardi trophy is given out. Yes. In football. Right. Yes. Uh, I'm not super well-versed in, like, like, in, in football, football, but... And Denzel Washington also went there. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of so, things along. If you graduated from Fordham, you're in good company. And there are a couple of famous fictional alumni who went there. Oh, I'm curious. Um, Bruno Tataglia in The Godfather. Oh. He went there. The father in Little Manhattan went there. Annie Norris in Life on Mars. Okay. And Michael Clayton, who's like a famous character in a thriller <laughs> film. Okay. You know, I guess Michael they all Clayton. probably take place in New York City then. It's featured, well listen, it's featured in a, a couple of like books and okay. like TV shows. So it's featured in two Stephen King novels, The Regulator's Desperation and The Stand. Okay. John Grisham's The Pelican Brief. And it's also featured in a novel by Mary Higgins Clark, While My Pretty One Sleeps. And Mary Higgins Clark is also an alumna. Wow, okay. Um, It's featured in several television programs. And it's 
the second most filmed campus in North America. Really? Yes. There's a lot of movies that have been shot partially on... That's shocking. Um, I would think it would be like two places in California. Well, I think the number one, and I could be wrong... The UCLA? Is, no, I think it's Georgetown. Really? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Actually, wow, no, I guess... I was wrong. It was not Georgetown. It's University of Southern California. So okay. I see. Um, but it's funny that you mention, well, it's funny that I mentioned Georgetown. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I did mention Georgetown because I was wrong. Funny that I mentioned Georgetown. Funny that I mentioned Georgetown because they are used interchangeably in a couple of films, especially the one that we're going to talk about. Oh, that Jesuit. That it's got the Jesuit vibe. But A Beautiful Mind was filmed at Fordham. Um, Fair Game, The Gambler, Solitary Men, The Verdict, and Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps. Of course. And the most well-known and what we're going to talk about today, The Exorcist. I haven't seen The Exorcist. You've never seen The Exorcist? Mm -mm. That's our next classic horror movie. Okay, good. When I tell you... So The the Exorcist was filmed in 1973. Okay. And it was filmed in a dorm called Hughes Hall. In? At Fordham? At Fordham. Wow. So it was filmed... So The Exorcist technically like takes place at Georgetown. Okay. So, but they filmed Same on difference, yeah. Fordham. Yes. So... Oh, that's so funny. But for a movie that's made in like 1973, I think it is an incredibly scary Okay. Horror. It's, it's not it's, like one of those cheesy... No. And some of the effects are like questionable but they don't overdo the special effects like they do in like friday the 13th right you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a very well-made classic horror movie that actually scares me i'm excited to watch it it's very good so apparently there are a lot of ghosts i've i read about 12 on the rose hill campus in fordham university but on one of the websites that I came across, which is like really funny, so I do have to give credit to uh, Buried Secrets podcast. They said that it's very unfortunate that every year on Fordham's campus there is a mass of the Holy Ghost. So if you Google "ghost Fordham University," like schedules of masses or like on purpose, or like journal write-ups for like the newspaper will pop up. So it's hard to actually find the. It's hard to actually find, like, that solid proof that there's ghosts there, which is kind of funny. Um, So we are going to be talking about Hughes Hall, because that's where The Exorcist was filmed. And if you know anything about The Exorcist, you've probably heard... And this was actually a trivia question a while back on that, like, trivia... Oh, yes. That we did on our Instagram. There's, like, a curse with it? Yes. That's what you're going to say? Yeah. Yes. Do you know how many people died during production Three? of The Exorcist? No. How many? Nine. Nine? Nine people. I didn't know it was that many. That's... People think that it was, like, that and, like, The Conjuring, they say, were, like, two Someone didn't want that film to get made. Exactly. Scary. Very scary. So... Another scary thing about Hughes Hall is that they used to cram four people to a room and there were no closets. Oh my god. And communal bathrooms. Oh, so communal bathrooms are horrible. That is really what scares me. It is. But Hughes Hall used to be like kind of an all-purpose building. So on the first floor, there was a gymnasium, also a billiard room, which I'm like, Villanova had a billiard room, but it wasn't like cool. Yeah. You know, it was like 
you know, a reading room and then restroom. Yeah, Villanova used to have this like billiards room and there were like fish tanks. Like, you guys, was this a common experience? Ours was called like the perch. And it was like- <laughs> just called the cyber lounge. And there was this giant like fish tank in the side of the room. <laughs> bleachers on the side and, but there were also like couches that no one liked to sit on because they were like stained and gross. yeah but public couches the one thing about like the cyber lounge they called it the cyber lounge but there was absolutely zero cell reception in there so like you could never get anything they probably done. started calling it the cyber lounge in, like, as the like a Jew. yeah oh, oh i was gonna say like when like cyber was like a probably Anyway, <laughs> there was a billiards room on the first floor, a reading room, and restrooms. And then on the second floor was the vice president's office and, like, a, like a um, what do you call it? Like a, ex- oh, an exclusive study hall. Okay. That had, like, a stage and also classrooms. Uh, the third floor had eight huge classrooms. The fourth floor was dorms. The fifth wow. room... You know how I said that they didn't have closets? Yes. The fifth floor was, like, dedicated to, like, students' wardrobes. So imagine that, like, in the, like, beginning of the day, you have, like, an 8.30 class, you're hungover as shit, and you have to walk up a flight of stairs just to get dressed. And you would have to be, like, changing with, like, seven different people who also have an 8.30 a.m.? No, I'm good. That sucks. That sounds rough. I'm good, love. I am a-okay, but um, they vacated the building for the filming of The Exorcist, so it started filming in August of 1972, and it went on for about 200 days. That's a long... I guess I don't really know what the normal amount of time is for a movie, but like, it's like almost a year. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty standard. Okay. Um, and one of like the most paranormal, popular paranormal things that they report during the filming of The Exorcist a large black dog would always appear like on campus somewhere oh. while they were filming and then after filming stopped they never saw him again very interesting which is i know we talked about this a little in our pine barrens episode but like black dogs are historically thought to like symbolize like, the presence of the devil the grim like, yes exactly bad omen right which interesting yeah i know so then also, like we were talking about before, uh, Fordham is like a Jesuit school. Yes. So it's like a, that's like a Catholic subset. Like, subset. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there were a lot of like Jesuit priests at Fordham that Blatty, who was the, like one of the um, main consultants on the... Blatty. Blatty. I think I'm saying that right. He was one of the main consultants. Um, he would like consult with the Jesuit priests on Fordham's campus. Okay. And it's said that a couple of the Jesuit priests who had performed exorcisms, like, gave them actual advice. And there was some sort of, like, back room of the chapel that when a Jesuit priest would perform an exorcism, like, it's not super common, but when they did, it was, like, a way for them to recover because it's, like, a very mentally and physically, like, strenuous activity. Oh, one of the actors in The Exorcist, William O'Malley, who played Father Dyer, Mm -hmm. was an adjunct professor at Fordham, which is kind of funny. Um, One of the actresses in The Exorcist, they wanted her to say, um, which was, she played Reagan, Linda Blair, 
they wanted her to say like the Our Father in Latin. Okay. And she like couldn't get the hang of it, so they asked one of like the old fashioned like I, I don't know what her major was, but one okay. of the students that was like studying Latin like theology or to rec- oh yeah yeah to record herself saying the Our Father in Latin, but before she could record it, she like slipped and broke her jaw. So that was oh, like another weird event. Really weird. Yes. So the director, Friedkin, I think I'm saying that right, William uh-huh. Friedkin, asked one of the consultants, the Jesuit priest consultants, Birmingham, that like when a couple of these people started dying on the set, he yeah. asked him to exercise the set and the fa- the priest was like... It's very meta. Yeah. He was like, well, I can't exercise it because there's no like real proof yet. Okay. Because yeah, you have to go through a bunch of like stages to yes, be able to. You have to get it like approved by the Vatican yeah. and like actually provide evidence, which is like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the next day, the set caught on fire and like burned to the ground, and then the priest agreed to like bless wow. the set. Wow. He, he was like, "Yep, like, that's proof enough. All right, that's fine. You've convinced me exactly." So. Hughes Hall, and this is another reason for, like, some of the paranormal activity Mm -hmm. said to happen there. They said, like, it was cursed because of the exorcist, and so there's a couple of, like, poltergeist activities going on. There's the black dog. There's, um, some little boy ghost that runs around that they say because it used to be, like, what was, like, the equivalent of, like, a finishing school for boys back then? I would say a finishing school. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and um, this hall, like, now contains, like, a medical theater. Okay. And oh. it's, like, you, like, medical students go and watch, like, cadaver yeah. dissections, which I have to say is, like, one of the scariest yeah. things to think of for me because imagine, like, living in that dorm and knowing that they keep cadavers in the basement oh my god and they're like dissecting oh so it's all okay wow i would yeah no i I don't think i could do that i don't think i could do that and then another source of the hauntings on fordham's campus is a cemetery where all the bodies in the cemetery have been disinterred and then moved not once but two times okay so they're not going to be too happy and do you know why why? Because they were building other buildings. Yes. Oh my god. So like these poor souls, just let them rest. I know they just they just want to be where they where they thought they were going to be buried. And anyway, that's pretty much it for Fordham. Like Fordham's pretty spooky. Fordham is spooky. I just the idea. So my cousin is in school right now for occupational therapy. Yes. And I was talking to her, and she was like, "This past like week, because it was uh-huh. Christmas." And she was like, yeah, we have to go to, like, cadaver dissections, like, first thing Friday morning. I'm like, first of all, you're in college. I know, like, Thursday is now, like, the new Friday. Yeah. There is no way that you are rolling up to those labs, like, 100% not hungover. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, most of the time, like, I'm not feeling too great when I wake up that morning. I was like, how do you, like, watch them? Because then she's like, at least I'm not dead. Oh, I'd rather be dead. That is so... No, I wouldn't, but... Yeah, that's really scary. Like, I think some people are able to... Like, when you're in the medical field, like, you are able to separate. Oh, my God. And but, be like, 
But I that is so scary to me. If I woke up and first thing in the morning, actually, I don't even know if there's any time of day that I could do that. But to like see like the muscles and like the tendons of a human body, I think I would like pass out. Like, I, I genuinely I'll do. I'll stick with my theater major. <laughs> Thank you very much. I will stick with my numbers. Yeah. Anyone in the medical field, you are a different Props to breed. you. Yeah. yeah. Props to you. All right. Do you want to hit your next college? Yes, I have my next college. <laughs> it is the Pennsylvania State University. <laughs> so when we were deciding schools to do yesterday, Sam was like, ooh, what is this one? Like Pennsylvania State University? She's like, I didn't even know that Pennsylvania like had a state university. Yeah. And I was like, that's Penn State. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Because I'm like, the Pennsylvania State University, to me, just sounds so different from, like, Penn State. Yeah. Like, I was like, Pennsylvania State, like, how have I never heard of that? Because Pennsylvania State University sounds like, like, a very prestigious... Yeah. And not to say that Penn State isn't. No, it's still a great school, but, like, Penn State, like, everyone knows what Penn State is. Penn State sounds like... Pennsylvania State University sounds like snobby. Yeah. Penn State sounds like... Oh, Penn State. Like, everyone knows Penn State. So then once I realized it was Penn State that they were talking about, I wanted to do it even more because I feel like this is, like, one of the most well-known American colleges. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Penn State knows how to party. Penn State knows how to party. They kicked our ass in football about a year ago. And that tailgate was still one of the best ones I've ever had. It was so fun. They know how to do it. So... Penn State also knows how to be a little spooky spook because there are a couple of haunted areas on campus. I'm just going to go over two of them with you. Please do. And the first one is genuinely so funny. (laughs) Okay. I hope that you find it as entertaining as I found it. Okay. So we're going to start with the spirit that is not human. Okay. But it's not as scary as it sounds. So, in the southeast corner of the old main lawn, which I'm assuming the old main lawn is one of those giant lawns where people, like, play frisbee and, like, oh, the classic stuff. experience. Exactly. Like, yes. so fun. Uh, so, in the southeast corner of that lawn, there's a little stone. Actually, I don't know if it's little. I don't know how big it is. But there's a stone. And it marks where a limestone quarry, quarry used to be. And back in the day, this quarry was actually where they'd get the stones that they would use to build the building was on campus. Is it a ghost rock? I <laughs> Better. Oh, no. That was a good guess, though. I thought I would have said that as a joke. So this, so this is like where the old quarry used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they had lots of people working, that, working at that quarry, getting the stones out so they could build up Penn State. And there was one member of that crew who worked at the quarry. His name was Old Coley, and he was a mule. So, Old Coley would work alongside his fellow workmen, and, you know, he busted his ass. Get it? Because he's a donkey. Uh He busted his butt. He was a hard worker. He was beloved by people. Apparently, yeah, Old Coley kind of popped off. Um, apparently a lot of the students knew of him because the students would, like, work in the quarry, I guess, for some extra cash, and so they would, like, interact with Old Coley all the time. And so when, eventually, Old Coley died, the students petitioned to preserve his skeleton, which... I... Why? No. Nothing. Well, the petition worked. What? And over the years, Old Coley's skeleton 
has been displayed and You're stored. Ki- this is why I was crashing. You were literally one. kidding. No. Right? In fact, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll put a picture up. Let me see if I can find one right now. I quick. am appalled. Why would they not just cremate him like a normal... Look at... I will pet. show you. Wait, mules are way bigger than I thought. Ew. That's a huge horse. And the, the, the it f- says, fuck? before the Nittany Lion, there was old Coley. Speaking of the Nittany Lion, that is a one scary-ass mascot. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you guys. The Nittany Lions They wanted to me. strike fear in your heart. It did. That, but you know what? Arguably less fear than seeing this skeleton on a college campus. Yes, and it, it, so it's just like, it will be on display in like just lots of different places around the around campus imagine going to get like a late night snack at the dining hall and you see a giant like... mule skeleton <laughs> old coley just walking into your bio lab and there's like a skeleton in the hallway and also like, i was hell? picturing a, i was picturing a donkey but now that i am looking at it it's definitely like the size of a horse like, it's a huge mule, mules are a cross between a horse and a donkey okay. A so collaboration. Yes, a, co- <laughs> a little collab effort. So, over the years, like I said, old Coley skeleton has been displayed in multiple different locations around campus. In almost every single building where he has been displayed, students say that they sometimes hear what sounds like hooves <laughs> plodding down the dark halls. And other people say that they can hear the braying of a mule. <laughs> can you do your best braying impression, Mary Kate? <laughs> oh, see, I thought it was gonna be more like. <laughs> I guess I guess it's just a, What's a, a mix. Bray? A bray. I thought it was like a. But like the fact, like imagine being like like finishing your like you're studying and it's like dark, like you're going back to your dorm and you're like. <laughs> I would be so scared. I would, I would pee myself. Old Coley or old old Coley. Like, like I would be so scared. Um, like give this poor mule a break. Please. Let this let this mule rest. Like he spent his entire life like hauling, slaving coal. away with these like limestones. Yeah, and now he doesn't even get to rest in death. Now he, he has, has to, to like, plod down the dark hall. Yeah, he has to be like, walking around these like drunk college students. Like <laughs> I'd be so annoyed if I were. Old Coley. Old Coley's definitely seen seen some things. He's seen it all. He's seen. So something. I just thought that was like so cute, kind of in a way. And also, it's like, listen, I thoroughly. I think it's so that. weird that they preserve the skeleton, but it's I, also why cute would they in not a way. cremate it? I don't know. Cause like you could cremate like, that and make it like a really nice like. But this was the eighteen hundreds, I think. Yeah, when you could um, just bury it. Why would you preserve the skeleton? Also, how do you preserve a skeleton? Education. You know, well, you know how they preserve skeletons. No, I actually don't. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, so, but, okay, but like, okay, think about when you're at the museum and there's a T-Rex, right? Okay, yeah. Right? So like that. Like, look at him. And it has like a little bio for him here. I don't like he lives Why from, does it have like a fin on its back? He lives it's from 1855. Those are his vertebrae. Oh, that is a piece of metal. No, not that. Oh, this thing? Yeah, no, like the fin, like the vertebrae. I don't know, but aren't you you glad that they preserved it so you could wonder? (laughs) Not really. He lived from 1855 to 1893. So I also feel like... Wait, 1855? Wow, that's an old lifespan. Yeah, that's a long, long lifespan for a little mule. Also, this is so funny. There was an eerie 
um, known as Coley's Cafe for a while. <laughs> no, there was not. Which, like, that, I'm sorry, that is also, that is the most unappetizing thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And a food concession stand at the at their baseball stadium called Coley's Corner. Aw. That's, like, kind of cute to me, but, like, also, I... Nothing I don't want to eat makes there. me lose my appetite more than a dead mule, I guess. Yeah, and, like, the, the body being displayed. <laughs> she also, it, like, rolled up to get, like, a corn dog at <laughs> the game. You're always staring at you, like, you gonna finish that? <laughs> <laughs> and also something kind of cute is there is an honor society um, in the College of Agricultural Sciences um, at Penn State, and it's called the Coley Society. That is more cute than naming yes. the eatery after it, I think. So, like, he definitely is, like, a, he one made of the an famous impact. figures. I know, like, that. what could, What else could a mule ask for? So it's kind of adorable. Like, you can, we'll, sh- we'll show a picture of his skeleton, and we'll also show a picture of him in light, because he's, he's kind of really adorable. Cute. Yeah. Aw, little Coley. So, I just, I had to tell that. I thought that was the funniest Thank thing Thank you ever. for telling that. Um, the second one is kind of quick. It's like, and it's really not that funny, but um, I just wanted to do one other one. Okay. So, but nothing can top Coley. So, there is actually an on-campus grave, which is inhabited by George Atherton, and he is the seventh president of Penn State, and he served from 1882 to 1906. And his grave is located on pollock road and it's right next to the schwab auditorium schwab so atherton is famous for bringing penn state back from almost financial collapse he was the one that brought the engineering curriculum Mm. to penn state king which i know you love and he also um under him they built a ton of new buildings so he was really like the he really put Penn State on the map. He really put his whole Athertussie back into this. Oh! That was so good. I Thank you. He did put his whole Athertussie into it. <laughs> and he that's why he's still iconic to this day. Um, that, was really, that was really <laughs> good. So then he died in 1906. And um, the Penn State Board of Trustees was like, oh, he should be buried in front of Old Main, which is, like, a super busy area on campus. Okay. And, um, Atherton's family was like, oh, no, like, let's do somewhere, like, a little bit quieter, because, like, we don't want people to be, like, like walking over him every day. Yeah, exactly. State college bars. Exactly. After having a little too much mead or whatever they drink in the early <laughs> 1900s. Um, and so then they chose a different place right by that Schwab Auditorium, and that's where his grave is. Very nice. Um, and some people say, like, they feel... They feel his presence. Hmm. Um, like I, I didn't really find anything like specific. I'm sure people have like specific stories, but people can just kind of feel his presence. But both both uh, George Atherton and Old Coley are kind of like fun, like happy spirits. So I just Aww. thought it was kind of cute. Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed hearing about them. Okay, for my second college... I'm going to do one that I toured and almost applied to, but then I decided it was too far from home. Yes. Um, Flagler College in St. Augustine, Florida. Slay. Slay. Um, one of the main reasons that I wanted to go to this, <laughs> wanted to go to this college is that in like all the college books and you know my mom had like all of them and of she course. was like the Princeton Review. She oh the Princeton Review was like number her number one book on Spotify wrapped. Anyway. That's amazing. I like I didn't know it was on Spotify. It's not. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know how else to describe it. <laughs> like 
my mom really doesn't read, but that Princeton review got a lot of action yeah. back in the day, let me tell you. Um, but in, like, every college book, they compare it to Hogwarts. I'm looking at... Well, first of all, they're... Look at the architecture. Their logo is, like, the Gryffindor flag. And... It looks more like, um, the Grand Floridian to me. Yes, I agree. Super pretty. But on the inside, it looks like Hogwarts. Oh, yeah, it does. And my computer's definitely listening to me right now, because I just got an email from Pop Sockets that said, check out our new Harry (gasps) Potter collection, so... Might Run have to check. Go check that Run out. Run check. Pop socket. <laughs> Speaking of Harry Potter, I'm headed to Universal in a few yes, days, so maybe I'll have to check and see if there's any haunted areas there. Because we did do Disney. We did do Disney. Hmm. Universal just seems so much more um, like modern. Yeah, modern. There's no like. There's not as much lore. There's not as much lore. But I think we could dig up some lore though. We might be able to. Because that would be awesome. Anyway, Flagler. Has a yearly tuition of twenty four hundred. It has what? Twenty four. Oh my god! No, twenty four thousand dollars. That's still actually less than I thought it would be, though. <laughs> Me too. For if you're paying for that, and I remember the dorms were like gorgeous. Are you sure it's not in state? It might be. Okay. Um, but I was gonna say that's too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> there are twenty seven hundred students, and it has a seventy four percent acceptance rate. There's 33 nice. majors that you can pick from. Okay. Kind One smaller. notable alumni is Laura Croft, who is a model. But when I read that, it like rung a bell and I was like, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah. And it's because the main character of Tomb Raider? The, yes. The Tomb Raider like video game and like film franchise is also named Laura Croft. Okay. So it's not that Laura Croft. I thought it was the lady from Ozark for some reason. <laughs> it might be. No, it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, so let me take you through the founding of Flagler College. Yes, please. So there was this guy named Henry Flagler, and if that name sounds familiar to you, it kind of should because he was the founder of Standard Oil. Okay. Back in like oh. the oil tycoon He's days. rich, rich. Yes. So the year is 1882, and he decides to head south to Florida. Okay. And this had become like a yearly trip for him because back in 1881... His wife, who was very sick, went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, you know what'll cure you? Florida. Warm weather and sea air. Sweet! If so, it was that simple. So, he took her down there. She died anyway. And oh. But Flagler finds a new love. Okay. Which is? Florida. Florida man! So, he decides that he wants to start... Like a winter resort for all the like snowbirds okay. that are coming down to enjoy the Florida weather during the winter. So he recruits Floridian Franklin Smith, and he also contacts another pretty famous guy, Thomas Edison. Oh, New Jersey native, very famous guy who wanted to prove the superiority of DC current. So Edison has this little like rivalry going on with Westinghouse. And his AC current versus like Edison's DC current. And okay. I had to Google this. This is what you were talking about last night that I had no idea what I you were talking about. I was really confusing myself, which is like horrific because I do work for a power company, but I, but I just work in their infrastructure. Yeah, you're not, you're not supposed to know it. So I don't really, I don't really know the difference. But I do know that DC current is direct current, so it only travels in one direction, whereas alternating current can travel in like multiple directions. Okay. Got it. DC current is safer, so there's that. Okay. But it was the first hotel in the world to be wired for electricity 
and constructed with like that amenity in mind. Okay. So, in 1888, the hotel opens and it's called the Ponce de Leon Hotel. Do you know who Ponce de Leon? He's the one that he was looking for the fountain of youth in Florida, right? Yes, very good. Um, During World War II, it was taken over by the government. And it was used as a training center for the Coast Guard. Oh, okay. Very exciting. Uh, in 1967, it closed, but then in 1968, it reopened as a part of Flagler College, and it became known as Ponce de Leon Hall. Wow. So okay. this is the hall that we're going to be talking about, because okay. this is apparently the most haunted. So I do have, like, a little first, like, a primary source from a student named Corey Orcasitas. Right, Corey. And she said, quote, When I was a freshman, I lived in the dorms. One night while I was sleeping, my roommate said that she saw someone standing at the foot of my bed <gasps> in all black. Oh, I you. wore a lot of black clothes, so she assumed it was me and tried to get my attention. She said the figure didn't move, didn't react to her talking, and just kept looking at me. From that moment forward until I moved out of the dorms, this lady in all black just stood in the corner across from my bed. She never bothered me or made anything happen, but she always stared at me when I was sleeping. I think I would be moving out. I would. I would call my RA. Respectfully request a room yeah. change. I'd say, sorry roommate, but I'm being stalked by a lady in black and she's watching me as I sleep. That's scary. Maybe. So, Flagler was a little bit of a player, so he went on to marry his second wife. Okay. Who is also said to, like, haunt... Well, didn't the first one die? Yes. That doesn't really make him a player. Well, no. No, 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 Listen, 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 listen. I promise he is a player. Because she's said to haunt it, but one of the most famous ghosts is his mistress that he had. (gasps) He is a player. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you're right. You just have to trust me. I know, I should have waited. I should have trusted the process. So, Flagler's second wife's name was Ida, and she knew that he had, like, multiple mistresses. So, she really wanted to, like, catch him in the act with one of them. As she should. Right? So one of them, who was like, happened to be an actress. Mm-hmm. It's always an actress. Um, would like constantly be over in like the hotel, okay. whatever. And Flagler would always like anticipate Ida coming over. So he would always like hide this actress away in a room on the fourth floor. Okay. But here's the thing, is that this fourth floor room was called a psychomantium. Ooh. Psychomantium. I don't know if I like the sound And of it that. was completely covered wall to ceiling to floor in mirrors. Whoa. Which is like Why? so weird. It is a place that is said to like alter your mind space and like your mood. Oh. So almost like, have you ever heard of that Baker Miller pink? Yes. Yes. So like that was a whole thing back in like the prison system where it was make supposed to like sick. calm your mood. Oh, I thought it was supposed to make you sick for some. It was originally supposed to like calm your mood and okay. have calming effects, but when you look at it for too long, it like makes you go a little bit crazy. Wow. This is like kind of the same thing. Okay. But it was also used for seances. Okay. And oh, Flagler wow. like loved seances and well, like anything like supernatural. Okay. So one day, Ida comes storming in. Flagler shoves the actress in this room, and no one knows like exactly what happened. But okay. when she came out, she was completely insane. <gasps> Scary. And that night, she hung herself from one of the like light fixtures. What happened in there? No one knows. But it's very. 
Yeah, what does a room, scary. when there's no one in there, what does the room look like? I don't it's all know. Mirror. I don't know. It's... Like, is it just whiteness? Or blackness? I have actually no idea. I would think that it just reflects itself into the mirror. Yeah, probably, like... It would probably have to be a solid color, right? Well, mirrors are technically, like, green glass. So it would be all green. Maybe. Who knows? I guess we'll never know. We have to look that up later. That's so weird. Yeah. But if this building was then used as, like, a dormitory... Oh. And people that would... Uh, be in the dormitories they would uh, feel their bed shaking the lightning the the lightning the lighting fixtures would shake oh spooky someone was angry um a lot of the times like students would request to move rooms okay can't blame them and also just as like a total side note i couldn't find anything else about this but there's a shadow man that terrorizes the showers oh like Yes. Hell no. the curtains open. A pervy shadow man? Yes. Say? I don't like shadow figures. They. I don't know what much about them, but they scare me. Ominous vibes. Yeah. Whenever I get up in the middle of the night, it's like, it's like dark in here. I always see like the Christmas tree. I just always I know. A quick little fright. A little bit of a fright. Well, hopefully it won't be ripping up the ripping the curtain off of the shower. Hopefully not. I would have to blame you for that. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that wraps Flagler up. Honestly, Flagler does sound kind of spooky. Yeah, right? Like, it's a little bit more spooky than... Because to me, Florida just doesn't sound scary. Because it's like, no. Florida. Because it's like, Florida man. That's yes, the scariest yeah, thing Exactly. There. But there are some haunted places. And honestly, I was looking at Flagler, um, some of the pictures of it, while you were talking. Like, it is so pretty. I love I loved the it's look of Flagler. So pretty. Oh, I, I still have a shirt that says like Flagler University, and it has like the big lion. Yeah, the like red and gold. Lion. It's so fun. Oh. That's a great mascot. It is. It's like basically for Harry Potter. Yeah, geeks that want to live out their Hogwarts their fantasy. Green. Exactly. Um, if it had been just a little bit closer to home, then maybe I could have been, been like, one of them. You still are at heart. I really am. But you're one just thing about me. Cat. I'm wild just cat. a wildcat. Once just a wildcat, wild always a wildcat. Get your head in the game. Um, that was fun. I that was love, fun. If you guys like this, I would love to do another episode. I would love this. to do like a part two. I also do want to cover um, Ohio. In Ohio, there's like a haunted dorm room that's like so haunted that they won't let students live in Is there. Is this the one that you told me about? Yes. Yes. And I would love to do it, but technically it's, like, not an East Coast haunt, so maybe that would have to be a Patreon. Yeah, maybe we could do that for Patreon. But. That was fun. Yes, I loved that. I'm so glad to be back in it. Me too. We missed you guys. A whole new year of East Coast haunts. I know. What will it bring? We don't know. But I guess you'll have to keep listening. And find out. Until next time. Uh, we're just two ghouls creeping it real. (laughs) See ya. Oh, see ya. Bye.